This show is brought to you by Eatla, Drinkla, and Chipsla. They make the most delicious salted egg everything in Indonesia. You can order them from your favorite food delivery app or visit their stores which is all over Indonesia. They're so delicious. My favorite is the dory, salted dory rice. And the portions are really, really generous. So order them today for yourself or for parties. I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. Itla. My guest today is Olivia Herlinde. Olivia is a policy director at SISDI, an organization that helps Indonesia to reach its UN Millennium Development Goals, or the MDGs. Olivia's job is focused on recommending the Indonesian government to create policies that improves the quality of our healthcare system. She also has her own community called Lesehan, which gathers people from, from health to talk with each other and to come up with solutions that also involves the private sector. I really enjoyed this podcast and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hi, Olivia. Hey, Nikki. Um, how are you? Good, very good. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, um, well, we met at the France de mm-hmm. Foundation event, which was uh, really fun. Yeah, like a couple months ago, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think that your work is really cool in, in health, and I'd like to know more about it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure other people would like to know more about it, too. <laughs> it's an honor. <laughs> well, first, we're going to start with some icebreakers. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> Olivia, uh, if you can invite three guests to your talk shows, and you, if you can make any talk show that you want, who would the guest be? You didn't tell me about this question. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. First of all, I don't think I will. I will ne- ever have a talk show, cause <laughs> I'm really shy and I don't really like to talk to people. So, yeah. But uh, if I have one, um, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna invite. Um, uh, should it be like, uh, like people, the national people, or like international or whatever? It can be anyone. Anyone. Can be anyone. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Tough questions. Uh, maybe. Well, Michelle Obama. Mm. I like her a lot. Uh, she's very inspirational as well. And um, the other two. Hmm. Who else? Well, um, maybe some um, mu- musician like. Um, <coughs> Stevie Wonder, I also like him, and uh, he's doing a very good job in his music. Um, also, uh, the other one, I don't know, just two mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. All right. <clears throat> if you can have a, a drink that uh, describes you, like a cocktail or a beverage, mm. uh, what would it be and, and why? Hmm. I think... Uh, I would like to have mineral water, perhaps, to describe me. Very plain, uh, nothing special. <laughs> yeah, I always order uh, sparkling water or mineral water, so that's like the perfect beverage to describe to me. Mm. 
that's essential. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and still very healthy, right? <laughs> yes. Huh. How about carbonated mineral um, water? Is that healthy or not healthy? Carbonated is sparkling, right? Yes. Yes, the same, right? Yeah. Mm, well, uh, I like it either. So that that should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Yeah. Awesome! Yeah. Awesome! What's uh, the best gift that someone has uh, given you? Oh my god, what kind of good question? <laughs> <laughs> best gift? <clears throat> hmm. Uh, I think a song. Yeah. Someone has given me a song that uh, he sings. So yeah, I think that's like the 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 best gift that I like the most. I think. Wow. Uh. Like um. <clears throat> like original. Uh, well, no, or? he sings uh, someone's song. Yeah. Wow, sick! Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Music is great. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, Olivia, can you tell us a little bit more um, where you grew up and um, how did you uh, get here? Uh, how did I get to Jakarta? <laughs> <laughs> how, how did um. you get to where? Um, what are you doing right now? Okay. Yeah. So I was born and grew up in Jakarta. Um, so I really, I think I I recognize myself as a Jakartan, real Jakartan. So every time people ask me about uh, where are you from, I always like mm, from Jakarta. I think <laughs> yeah. So um, well, um, I I I I like to describe myself as. Um, from my background, from my from what I studied, and um, I I I did my bachelor's in pharmacy, and then um, but then I never worked in pharmacy, mm. pharmaceutical area or like pharmaceutical company. <clears throat> so um, I changed um, my my direction a little bit um, from. And well, ever since I started working in a remote area, so, uh, uh, like years ago in 2012, I had the opportunity to go to like this uh, remote area very near to the uh, Mount Bromo, if you know, like in Pasuruan. So I was uh, there with the other four uh, young health professionals uh, at the primary healthcare center. We were working there for like one year. <clears throat> And um, we had the chance to like uh, working with the community to uh, really um, get close with them and to really see on the ground uh, what's happening there, uh, to see the disparities between um, like health facilities in uh, urban area and in uh, rural area. So uh, that was kind of turning point for me <clears throat> um, uh, because afterwards I really change uh, my direction. I really, and I also realized that I really want to work in this area. I really want to work in, the, in public health. And um, I really want to make a change and I want to affect maybe like wider public uh, further. So um, that's kind of uh, a little bit story of um, how, I, how I got here, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's really <laughs> cool. And you worked with Panchara. Yeah, Tara, yeah. Tara? The, that the that, that's the that program. Yeah. Well, the Very organization good. called um, um, CISD, Center for Indonesia Strategic Development Initiatives. Uh, they 
kind of initiated this program um, to like to send the to deploy the young health professionals to like different remote areas mm. to the areas uh, that need the most uh, uh, healthcare and stuff mm. so yeah that's 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 the program actually yeah. so you worked in SISTI since you graduated yes kind wow. of so yeah. uh, How, how's that like oh, the organization <laughs> like oh well SISTI uh, is very special to me because uh well i've always been the same boss uh well i i did an internship for six months at who uh back in my masters mm. uh, so um i had different boss uh back then but yeah mm. um but yeah so uh it's a very unique organization i would say because uh, we're mostly youngsters well if you can say like 30 something is also still youngster yeah mm. Yeah, so um, it's quite unique because most of us are still young, uh, and we have like the um, very we have the luxury to like to innovate and to mm. do things our way, and uh, we 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 can d- do things like creatively and whatever. Uh, well, uh, at least we have to reach like one target, but we can do it in our way. That's that's a very um, I don't know, like, but I thought I know that many uh, many organizations that uh, they, they cannot really uh, offer the kind of luxury, right? So they have to do it like their own ways and stuff. So, but in CSD, we 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 have the like flexibilities. We have the luxury to do different things, and uh, we are focusing on things that <clears throat> maybe um, has been overlooked, like the primary healthcare uh, area and. Um, like youth empowerment and stuff. So yeah, um, it's been amazing experience for me and uh, uh, my colleagues are great, they are great. So yeah, I, li- I like it, I, li- I love it, yeah. <coughs> wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what has been um, the, the challenge um, in, in your sector uh, and in your experience? <coughs> well, um, in health sector, there are so many challenges, um, but um, maybe the ones that I face uh, on a daily basis. I think um, in this in this area, we're a little bit frustrated because, like, because um, maybe our counterparts, maybe the governments, they uh, they don't really cooperate well. We want to help them, but then uh, they take us for granted, for example, or. They they just don't. Uh, but well, the 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 the, the work pace are, is just not the same between us. And then sometimes they're too slow, or they just they just don't understand that this is really important. And um, sometimes we just really have to adjust uh, the the work pace, and we just really have to understand all the bureaucracy and uh, all that stuff. So um, so because um, what we're trying to do here, we we. We'd like to change the behavior of, uh, well, to to improve the health of the community, right? But then um, we, uh, the the basic principle of our work is that we cannot really blame it to people. Like um, maybe people don't do this because of the uh, there's there's no like enabling factors or there's no like enabling environment that provide them or give them the access to do things, right? Or even like to seek for healthcare. So uh, we blame it to the government. We blame it uh, because um, 
they they should provide the the basic access they should provide the the uh the regulation the right regulation the right policies to like give better access or like to socialize or to educate people to to give them um right education to understand things and stuff mm. so um that's that's what we're trying to do with we we uh we try to affect the policies we try to like uh to engage and um um to uh, increase uh, the 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 knowledge and the, the uh, what 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 is what should be done better uh, by the government to the people yeah let's mm-hmm. try to do yeah. <coughs> I think one of the cool things that CC is doing is uh, focusing on a topic which is tobacco oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. do that a lot yeah <laughs> yeah um, uh, why um, why tobacco um, why not uh, others uh, other topics and why what is the strong commitment of yeah. it? I think because uh, it, I think first started because uh, we had the opportunities to like to do the study about uh, tobacco control and um, its association with the achievement of SDGs. Back then, like a couple of years ago, we had the grant from uh, Bloomberg uh, from the international donor uh, to do this study, and then uh, afterwards. Uh, we i think we started to see like the the importance of keep doing it because it's a very important topic and if you uh, really look into it because uh the the cigarette itself is like the is 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 a, is a risk factor for all almost every disease uh, in the world so um what's an S- sdg sdg is sustainable development goals so it's like uh, 17 goals uh, that need to be achieved by a country. Um, <clears throat> well, it's 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 not a legally binding agreement, but it's like verbally agreed by the by. Uh, well, it's already in our regulation too, mm. but it's like agreed by um, like 190 countries, the UN member states to like to agree to achieve these goals to uh, in order to be like. Uh, prosper to be like to have a sustainable uh, de- development in their country and stuff mm. so it's like uh, they have to achieve these 17 goals and re- it, they they like include everything uh, and the goals so you can see like from health to like employment and everything yeah. and, and you believe that tobacco is one of the uh, key um, things yes, that yes. will lead to that goals yeah. being yeah. achieved yes it's included in the, uh, one of our, one of the targets actually uh tobacco so um so if you if you if you uh, if you look into it like if you learn about the about diseases and uh, stuff well i have a health background so it's um every time you learn about disease you can see that the re- one of the risk factors is tobacco it's tobacco and alcohol actually so <laughs> tobacco is like one of the main factors but the thing about tobacco is when you smoke you poison other people right that's like uh, external spillover and stuff but if you drink alcohol you just poison yourself you don't poison others but, uh that's different thing with the with tobacco so um it's a very essential topic and um it's highly consumed in our country like uh um people people smoke like crazy and everywhere right? so um it's as it's a topic that uh, we like to like um 
to go further and to 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 dive deep mm. and especially to in to to decrease the prevalence of uh, young smokers mm. that's our main goal actually yeah um when i was studying in university uh, i took a statistics mm. course and one of the first examples is to learn the difference between correlation and causation mm-hmm. and the case was tobacco mm-hmm. whether it is correlated or causing yeah. diseases like cancer what we learned was it is highly correlated okay. but the causality is to be determined or something yep. but yep. it was not definite mm-hmm. um, from a health perspective um, is that true or are there many other things that we should consider about the causality of smoking other diseases well uh, it's it's a little bit tricky because you talk about statistics <laughs> because uh, there are so many studies talking about this whether they are correlated whether they're causing the cancer and stuff because uh, one study um, one study done by the by the tobacco company uh, might also argue about uh, the causality, and then the other study may also like counter the argument itself. So um, I would say um, it's well, even though there are so many studies, uh, there are so many studies of talking about uh, whether they are correlated or they are causing it. But um, in 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 the real life, well, the study, at least the studies that I uh, that I that I know of, um, they they really they 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 can they can suggest and they can show that uh, the 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 smoking um, smoking uh, behavior it really is causing the well maybe not causing but somehow there there's like this uh, terminology called smoking attributable diseases. So they they kind of estimate the uh, the the risk ratio and all the um, SIF what is it smoking attributable factors and stuff. So they kind of show that um, some of the diseases that are attributed to smoking behavior is it really is caused by the uh, because of the smoking behavior, and so it really increases our uh, burden health burden and stuff. So if you if you take a look into it, I think um, <clears throat> it it's it's a I think it's a um, common knowledge. It's a, like it's a, it's not a um, uh, it's not a secret anymore that smoking really does uh, harm your bodies and stuff. So I don't know if you if like people still are arguing about it. Uh, I don't feel sick. I've been like smoking for like. So many years, uh, I don't really have anything, uh, any harm ca- caused by smoking and stuff. But maybe, well, uh, it really depends on uh, each body, right? Because like uh, you have, maybe you have like other genetic factors and so many other things that um, may influence the 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 cause of a disease like cancer and stuff. So. You cannot really determine like uh, one person uh, may have like the same experience as others, right? So it's really a tricky question, but I would uh, I still believe that um, 
they have like a very high correlation. Right. Yeah. Right. And okay. Yeah. Can I also ask you a question though? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. So you learn about economics. Yes. Okay. And um, um, is there anything maybe uh, like health economics that may interest you like during your study? Is there anything? Health economics? Maybe economics related to health or like. No. No. Um, I was actually avo- avoiding it because yeah. <laughs> my department head was focusing on health economics and okay. and he was um, very focused on his own things and not very focused on mm, my studies. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, avoid, I avoided it. Mm. But the only thing that I knew about health was that statistics mm. case, which was yeah. um, eye-opening because that was the, the thing that my professor was trying to highlight the difference between causation okay. and correlation. But to your point, yeah, I guess every body is different, but that is the only exposure I had to yeah. to health economics. <laughs> what about uh, behavioral economics? I think it's like a growing subject nowadays. It's so interesting. Yeah. Um, with psychology in it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really studied it. Mm-hmm. it. It does ask the basic questions whether you want higher utility or not. Sometimes you don't want higher utility in some cases, but it's very rare. But um, I just Wikipedia it <laughs> and, and YouTube mm-hmm. it and, and pretend that, that I know about it, but I don't. Have you, have you read the book um, titled Nudge no. by Richard Teller? Thing? No. Yeah, he got like Nobel Prize on behavioral economics. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's um, pretty interesting. Mm. Richard Teller uh, on Nudge. Mm-hmm. I'm reading Daniel Kahneman. Oh, yeah, Thinking yeah. Fast Thinking Fast Slow. Have you read it? I yeah. haven't, but I heard a lot about it. It's re- a really uh, good book, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah. Cool. Hmm. Okay. Um, I know tobacco is just one thing out of many that, that CC is doing. <laughs> Tell us more about what CC is doing. You're very active <laughs> and... Uh, in it and in your Instagram, like you're talking here and there. Uh. Um, <laughs> what are all the other things that, okay. that um, well, you guys are focusing mm. on? Mm. I'm forced to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like talking. Yeah. Well, as a policy director. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so uh, we've been working on different topics, uh, but mainly on primary health care and tobacco control. Um, the other thing that we uh, we tried to work on for like the past six months, perhaps, because uh, we got a project on it, uh, was about stunting, about nutri- nutrition stuff, and um, what the other thing? Oh yeah, we also been working on um, track SDGs. So it's like a platform. So it's, it's like an, an online platform for. Uh, CSOs for the non-state actors or the civil society organization to like uh, showcase their um, initiatives what uh, they've done for to 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 contribute to the achievement of SDGs and uh, also it's like a platform for them to meet like with the other business sectors like to collaborate and uh, to learn about the best practices 
And uh, the other thing, uh, what we've been working on. Mm-hmm. So, stunting, Tobacco Control, um, Track SDGs. Uh, yeah, well, we also initiated like um, uh, some kind of uh, youth coalition and help as well. But yeah, um, and also we we did we did events um, like it's a well it's a forum. Uh, we we did like. Uh, three three forums last year on youth empowerment so it's more like uh, to increase the 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 participation of youth uh, in health development uh, and policy making decision making and stuff and um i cannot think of other things yeah what do you mean by primary co- primary health care what, what is that so puskesmas, <laughs> uh-huh. puskesmas? So, yeah, puskesmas. Uh, puskesmas is um, well, um, pus- pus- our primary health center, uh, which is called puskesmas in Indonesia, is um, is is a healthcare facility. is a is the main like the f- uh, forefront. Uh, is, is is supposed to be the forefront of the community health, where people can access it. Uh, anywhere like uh, it's very nearby to your house so you every time you get like the um, like uh, for example common cold you can just go to the primary health care center and then uh, access health care there mm. so primary health care is like the basic a uh, very basic uh, health facilities that you can access and uh, they also give you like a uh, basic health care and um, well, if you uh, if you look at the bigger concept of primary healthcare, like by WHO, it's like it should provide like um, uh, healthcare such as from curative, rehabilitative, promotive, preventive uh, efforts, and uh, uh, the other one I forgot. So yeah, they should provide like uh, all all that stuff, but uh, emphasizing on. Or promoting and preventing uh, diseases actually promoting health and preventing diseases so it's like a very big concept but um, the thing in Indonesia I think um, uh, we, we we it's not functioning well because we have more than we have almost uh, like 10,000 of puskesmas but the thing is uh, you don't even go to puskesmas I believe I did <laughs> I had a good experience yeah yes uh, where is it? Close by, Menteng oh, Atas. Oh, okay, okay. They must, they must have the good one here. Yeah, but I think in many areas in Indonesia, they they don't even have the healthcare workers there. Don't really have a good facility, uh, like um, drugs, medicines, and all the stuff. They don't even provide uh, the 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 essential ones there. So it's still like um, still still big problem in many parts of the country, uh, but I think in uh, in Jakarta I think they they have like good buildings, uh, of very highly skilled uh, healthcare workers, but yeah, in other parts of the country you can see that uh, still la- lacking in many ways. Yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. Y- you mentioned uh, WHO yeah. and. Uh, what is your international um, experience has um, exposed you to? Um, mm, what ha- what have you um, 
gained f- from your internship mm-hmm. there and what did you learn about did you get to, to compare other countries as well um, in your experience kind of so uh, I was interning at WHO um, <laughs> Europe it was in Bonn Germany mm, so they're, they're kind of focus on um, environmental health so the the one that I did my internship uh, is focusing on environmental health so um, I did quite some project back then uh, it was about noise, circular economy and uh, blue health, things like that uh, what I learned wow. yeah so yeah blue health is like so I, I will I will explain it. So um, what I learned from them uh, is actually um, they already focusing on like um, issues for like very developed countries. I would say because uh, they're focusing on like already like how to improve the well being of the people. While uh, here in Indonesia we're we're still trying to like prevent uh, diarrhea from children because of the flood and all stuff. So y- you can see the difference, right? We're still here trying to prevent people to uh, to catch like infectious diseases, to even like to just uh, give them access to healthcare and all the stuff. But there, they already talk about how to improve well-being, how to give like um, more fountains, more ponds in the park, so people can uh, have better mental health, so they can uh, be more relaxed and all this stuff, mm. you know. So, <laughs> problems. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm, uh, I cannot really relate with the things that I work on back then, and I, I feel like I can be more useful in Indonesia. I, I, I can be more relate with the. Uh, stuff going on here and yeah so so yeah I mean I had uh, had uh, I had good exp- I have good experience um, and but yeah I w- if I if I can choose I would always uh, go back to Indonesia and uh, to do more work here and to do things uh, here and um, the other thing the other thing I think uh, back in WHO, I th- uh, people like they they were working more individually. They just focus on their own projects and um, they don't really work as a team. While in GSD, we work really as a team. Mm. That's what I really like uh, about GSD. Yeah. Wow, that's mm. awesome. Yeah. Awesome, you get to like what you do right now mm. and get an exp- international experience too. Yeah. Uh, what are your favorite experiences from the field? Any um, particular uh, stories or or um, experience that uh, has uh, stayed with you from your field experience? Hmm. So I I only have field experience when I was working as a pentarasantara. Nowadays, uh, well. <laughs> I don't know if I can say this, but <laughs> it's uh, it's getting a little bit boring for me because like I only, uh, I c- I will only sit in my uh, office all day long, just like in front of my laptop, um, read things or just meet people, 
talk and um, you know things like that like just write and uh, try to do some analysis and stuff but not really go to the field to see like uh, real things on the ground to talk with the community talk with people so um, yeah so I only have experience when I was working a uh, couple years ago as a Pencana Nusantara and uh, when I did some field visit uh, to like monitor uh, the the progress and um, the, well um, there there are so many interesting things actually because uh, because um, my bachelor's, uh, the, the the program that I was studying, uh, pharmacy, we we actually uh, in general the pharmacy students we don't really have uh, the chance to go to the field like to go to primary healthcare and to go to remote area to like uh, work as a public health uh, officer or practitioner um, because we usually just stay in the puskesmas. Uh, give the medicines and counsel the patients we don't really go out and like uh, to do like health promotion or really like to, uh, to go to poshandu and meet uh, babies and uh, mothers and stuff so uh, I I had that uh, opportunities to like to go out and uh, to go to schools to go to poshandu and all this stuff and um, Lee, I think having an experience in primary healthcare center in remote area is really a big uh, deal for me because I really had the chance to see like unique cases. Well, even though it was this devastating to see like uh, your first person dying in front of you and wow. all the stuff like and like uh, many social problems happening. Uh, sort of causing the disease or causing mm. a health problem mm. and uh, things like that you know like um, and I think the the most devastating experience was uh, when uh, so we we actually were staying uh, like at the back of the primary health care like right the uh, in the back of the primary health center so uh, there was like a house uh, for us like uh, for the, the it's a, it's a, it's it's owned by the by the puskesmas actually, so uh, like in the middle of the night there was uh, someone in front of our door and and, and they brought like uh, three three or four three or four dead bodies, <laughs> and uh, oh, I, should, I shouldn't I shouldn't smile but it's yeah so uh. I, they died because of the um, because of the uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Because wow. um, yeah, so it's it's really cold in uh, it's it's up in the mountain, right? Well, it's really near to the mountain, so it's really cold there. So people like to um, just to I don't know, like they they have this kind of stuff like wet coals. They burn the coals with like uh, stainless steel, and then they just cover it. And uh, the thing is, when you do this, uh, you you cannot, you have like to have some oxygen. Uh, you have to like open the windows and stuff. 
otherwise you will get uh, you you will get poisoned by the carbon monoxide co- mm. uh, produced by the coals. Mm. So that's the thing. Uh, there's this whole family uh, died because of the carbon monoxide poisoning. So he was working in a coal farm or no, a no. place where you take the coals out. They they were tourists actually. They were tourists, and then they were staying in this uh, guest house, and then uh, they didn't know that um, the, there is a carbon monoxide uh, poisoning, right? So they just uh, burned the coal to like warm up their uh, their room, and then um, that that happened. Wow! So yeah. they died in their sleep. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool. it was really devastating because they. They left like uh, three daughters. Wow. Yeah, so there were three of them, the the brother and then the parents. And then I think that's the most uh, frightening experience mm. that, I wow. Wow. that I had. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> as, as a pharmacist, do you like to make your own medicines? No, of course not. <laughs> uh, I don't have the license to do it and I don't have the ingredients for sure. <laughs> it's like the... Um, the one million dollar question for a pharmacist. Well, I'm not a pharmacist yet because I, to be a pharmacist, you need to like to have a one year professional education. Uh, I only I I only have my four year of bachelor's degree, and then I uh, did not continue to uh, further professional education. Yeah, because I found my other passion in public health, so mm. I thought. Why should I? Uh, Why should I continue? Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. How did you find it? Were you um, involved in, in the groups when you were in college? Or how did you find uh, health health in, in general? Uh, was it a career fair? Yeah. Or was it okay. a movie? Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, I think... Um, I think when I was a kid, uh, I didn't really have, uh, like a broad of uh, options for like career. Well, I didn't know about other things other than like to be a doctor, to be a, uh, I, I don't know, like pilot or engineer. Wow. So I really have like, and I'll, I've always, I think I've always been interested in uh, like natural science. So I don't think I have like, um, any talents in social sciences or whatever so i'm never interested in that and um so um from natural science i i think when i was in high school uh, the options were quite limited i didn't know uh, if there's like other things like even in public health i i didn't know that there was a public health subject to study in and um, so my options were actually if I if I wanted to be in health sector, it's um, it's either to be a doctor or a pharmacist, because I love biology and chemistry. So <laughs> so yeah, um, my options were just like those two, uh, but I. I didn't think I can um, like study that long to be doctors. I I did I didn't think that I had the commitment uh, back then, like to study that much. Mm. So yeah, I chose to be uh, ch- I chose 
to be in pharmacy mm-hmm. and um, I think health um, has always been interesting I think I also watched this movie um, I I think it's called uh, Beyond Border but and uh, like Angelina Angelina Jolie was in it mm. Mm. and um, uh, I think it's about um, like malnutrition or like starvation uh, that happened in um, Ethiopia mm. so there there were like malnourished kids everywhere and um, like there was this kid <coughs> lying on the ground and um surrounded by vultures mm. so <laughs> it was mm. like uh really yeah, that's sad. Uh, that really hit me back then and like i i really want to work in health mm. Mm. i think yeah that's the moment that i remember yeah, yeah. Mm. how do you suggest people who are want to be good at chemistry for example they cannot <laughs> balance the the formulas and whatever should they go to lessons or, uh, <laughs> mm, uh, I don't know I think you just need to like it you just need to like uh, yeah I don't know it's really because I don't like arts I don't like social sciences I I feel like uh, history is really boring I mean it's different things like for every every person right so you cannot like push people to really understand chemistry or like chemistry so yeah I don't know like I, I also cannot push myself to like history right, yeah right. Oh, which subjects uh, maybe did, did, you, did you like the most uh, back in high school or like in college um, probably uh, <laughs> Math or physics, but not mm-hmm. like the higher ones. Mm-hmm. I, I took like a mm-hmm. the middle class. Oh yeah, I cannot understand physics until now. So <laughs> well, um, yeah, chemistry was the most difficult <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, history, n- n- only the certain kind of history. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess in history, there's is a top depends on the topic. Mm. Depends on the topic, right? There, there are things that may interest us like I don't know like music or or art that that would mm-hmm. be cool but then mm-hmm. if it's if you're forced to do history like European history or some something you're not f- super familiar with True. and you're graded yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah, difficult yeah that's difficult <laughs> yeah I think what can I remember from my history lessons I think I can only remember of like 1945 sour independence yeah and stuff <laughs> yeah. i cannot really remember other th- like other years uh. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um. but, but um, recently you got invited by the president by our president joko widodo to to yeah. talk well, about tuberculosis yeah. that was cool mm-hmm. um how was that well, we, oh, well, uh, technically we sent an, a request to meet him, <laughs> so not the other way around, because <laughs> he sounded like as he he invited us and stuff. So we sent a request, uh, yeah, uh, because there was this like uh, one uh, big event, one international event, a meeting on tuberculosis by like different stakeholders from uh, different countries in Jakarta, <clears throat> um, so. Uh, 
we thought uh, that this would be a great momentum to like meet the president to talk about tuberculosis and to like uh, to give uh, to raise his awareness about the issue uh, first of all uh, because uh, when we when we met him we we we, we showed the data and uh, we talk about the issues uh, around the tuberculosis and he was quite surprised and amazed at the same time because uh, he said that I didn't know we had this uh, big issue on tuberculosis in our country I thought it uh, it was an ancient disease and didn't ex exist anymore and stuff so we were we we were quite satisfied with the with the meeting actually because um, uh, because he, he he showed his interest and and um, and um, in January this January we will have another big event uh, in uh, in West Jaffa uh, with with Mr. President again uh, he will like open the uh, open the event and it will be like um, mass screening and uh, stuff just to raise the the awareness to the community to to the uh, general public about the tuberculosis issue that is still a big problem in our country because in fact it's um, still has still have a very big incidence um, even in the world we are like um, the third highest country uh, to have the wow. uh, the tuberculosis incidence and uh, uh, may affect you anywhere yeah. like in public transport or you just you just don't realize it yeah. because yeah, it's airborne and um, yeah pe people just don't go to health facilities to uh, to examine their um, their common cold or their cough right yeah. so yeah is it deadly mm. uh, it can be deadly if you don't get treated because the 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 easiest one the basic one because they have like different types the multi drug resistance the extremely drug resistance um, because of the antibi antibiotics uh, the very basic one you just need to get like six months of treatment uh, you need to get your um, uh, daily medicines and you need to uh, you cannot skip it because if you skip your treatment then you have to uh, like redo it again so it's not that deadly but then uh, to make people comply for like six months treatment is sometimes also difficult right yeah so um, that's why people just uh, because may, they, they may start they may start the treatment but then sometimes people just don't uh, finish the treatment and it will develop to like higher uh, type of the disease to multi-drug resistance to extremely drug resistance and then it will be much more difficult mm. to get treated mm. and much more painful and have more side effects mm. Mm. and people just lose their hearings and um, um, and um, the other severe side effects so mm. Mm. yeah mm. that's cool. the thing cool. yeah uh, I want to talk about um, your international experience. I didn't Again. know. Where you want some tissues? Yes. Please. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. You want some water? Uh, no. I'm good. Thanks. How's your uh, cold or how's your eye?
how's your eyes? Is, is it getting? Is I, 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 look, there. I look fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just had infection, but she healed uh, perfectly. Uh, <laughs> what a hero. <laughs> was a week full of illness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's say it again. Yeah. Um, well. I like to sometimes compare countries, and sometimes it's it's easy to do um, to gather information quickly. And you went to India mm -hmm. um, recently. India has a lot of big population as yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <coughs> can you tell us about um, the differences between India's um, situation and, and, and here, and whether I don't know we can learn from mm -hmm. there or mm -hmm. they can learn from us about <coughs> health. Okay, so I've been to India two times. The one for the first one uh, was in New Delhi, and the second one was in Nagaland. So there are two different states. Mm. New Delhi, I would say, is like very similar to Jakarta. Um, the condition, well, the traffic is much worse. <laughs> I really hate traffic in India because oh, yeah. people just keep honking and. <laughs> Even though they know that people are like, just crossing the roads and that the the traffic light is red, they will still keep honking. And I think they that's just the way they uh, they greet each other. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really like hate the traffic. Yeah, yeah. say uh -huh. hi each other. <laughs> so yeah. New Delhi, I would say, is um, pretty similar to Jakarta. They have like the slums area area as well and. Mm. Uh, there are also very pretty advanced uh, developed develop areas like Sudirman, like Kuningan, mm. and um, uh, well, there, there. But in Nagaland, uh, I, I think it's one of the poorest state in uh, in India. Mm. So I don't know how to compare because the 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 road road contraction. <laughs> was really bad uh, and it was everywhere and you cannot really have like a smooth uh, <laughs> journey because yeah uh, it's like very dusty because of the road construction the massive road construction and um the the garbage the waste the drainage system was really bad mm. i don't know which uh which district or like sub district uh, we can compare <laughs> because mm. i've never been any part in indonesia that looks uh, looks like that so i don't mm. know <laughs> i don't know i re cannot really compare even though i've been to like uh, many remote areas uh, many districts but i think um there's i think at least they were still a little bit more organized and much cleaner but um in Nagaland um the city center is more like um our traditional market so yeah uh it it just looks like that uh, but if you compare like the 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 the, the government um, between India and Indonesia, uh, well, at least I know for the tobacco control and tuberculosis, the Indian government uh, is really um, showing their commitment, their political willingness to like to step up, because uh, they are really committed about it. I know there are like so many interventions to like decrease the prevalence and to reduce the uh, use of tobacco and stuff, even though they still have like very high prevalence, but uh, they. They do a lot of things about it. Uh, 
um, and um, but they don't have national health insurance yet. Well, here in Indonesia, we do have national health insurance, the uh, the BPJS, right, the largest <coughs> national health insurance in the world. So, yeah, I mean, um, there are some good things and um, bad things as well. Like if you compare these two countries, but yeah, I think. Um, we're making progress. They're making their own progress as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that our insurance is the largest in the world. Is it in yes. terms of um, the numbers of the coverage money being being um, um being pulled? Put no, in? no. But now, in in terms of the numbers of uh, population coverage, the numbers of uh, population that being covered, I think we are the largest. And um, it's also called the single, the largest single payer healthcare because uh, the money is pulled uh, only by the BPJS, only like one single institution, so not like in different institutions, but only by the BPJS. And um, it's in, it's 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 interesting because um, because of the number of the population. And um, because back when I was in my master's, uh, one of my professors also talked about Indonesia's health insurance. It's like uh, all the uh, enthusiasts, the health insurance enthusiasts, they were like putting Indonesia under scrutiny because of like, this is the biggest one. We'll see if uh, it will work out and all this stuff, you know, because it just started in 2014, right? Um, if you compare it to like NHS, um, it's already like more than 60 years already and uh, there's still so many loopholes and so many things to improve. So if we talk about BPJS, of course, there are like, so many problems, so many, but there's also so many good things about it too, right? So yeah, I think we should be grateful that we, at least our government already step up and to like, provide us with this health insurance. Right, right. Yeah. Right, right. <coughs> what are the health policies of uh, Indonesia that is worth um, supporting or worth looking at our health national health policy? Like, uh, do you mean like um, more specific on what issue or like in general? In general, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what they do. I don't know what the Department of Health do, mm-hmm. but. Um, are they are they having a different uh, goals than SDGs, or do mm. they make their own, or do they well, focus uh, on yeah. their so, problems? Or? So in our um, midterm national development plan, um, uh, it's 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 prioritizing more on the well. It's actually uh, our presence priorities. Uh, translated into our national development plan and um, our president is focusing more on, uh, if, if we talk about health sector, it's more on the standing area and um, <coughs> uh, BPJS also like how to um, cover the deficit, how mm. to prevent the deficit to happen again and all this stuff. So uh, as far as I know that well, uh, in our national development plan, you can see like there are so many health indicators that we need to achieve mm. by 2024. Mm. So it's like five-year development plan, right? Mm. 
So um, uh, we need to achieve like so many health indicators. But I know that uh, the 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 government, the president, uh, keeps on saying about um, his priorities on stunting on uh, BPJS. So uh, I think uh, the these are two indicators that uh, they will mainly focus on, and like they will keep they will put more efforts in it. Mm. Yeah. What can the private sectors do to help? Well, there there are so many things that they can help actually. Like, but uh, when we talk about private sectors and uh, this development industry, uh, they always thought of um, uh, they can uh, mobilize resources. They have like so many uh, money, so many profits that are they, they, they that they that they've already made. So they have like to give. Uh, more resources they have to give more money to like these areas like through csr or through other philanthropy uh, sectors or other channels but uh, i think uh, there are other things that they can do actually they can uh, help the, the the government to like to work more effectively like through i don't know like more uh, innovation technology so they can help like through the expertise uh, like uh, give technical assistance to the government. But the thing about this kind of partnership between the public and the, the, the private is always like whether or not the, the private sectors have the conflict of interest uh, because like um, it's it's a very um, debatable issue as well because like in, in government, uh, you want to get help by other sectors, by the CSOs, by the private sectors. But on the other hand, um, you 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 want to know whether or not they have the the the, the other uh, interest, the vested interest to like uh, they they want to help you because they want like to supply you with this uh, medical kits or the medical advices or like drugs, new drugs, so you can use you can use it and they can make profits and all this stuff. So uh, this is always like a tricky p uh, partnership scheme, but uh, it needs to be done. But then uh, it's always like a gray area or like how you balance it with, uh, between the, this interest and then the, uh, the needs of mm. like to get more help and to get uh, their, uh, their more participation and all this mm. stuff, you know. Great, great. Yeah. Uh -huh. So yeah, there are so many things that the other sectors can do to help the government because the government, ca of course, they cannot work alone, right? Mm. But yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so it's like, um, what is the clear cut? What is like the real definition of like being in partnership and stuff? You know? mm. Awesome. Mm. <laughs> hey, you have a podcast um, called uh, Lasehan. <laughs> Shout out to Lesehan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a fun thing. <laughs> um, <coughs> how many episodes have you guys done? I think we already have like three episodes. Yeah, well, we we don't really have the time to like to record because we we work on um, different stuff and uh, different places and uh, we don't get to meet like a lot. Uh, yeah, and, and sometimes it's uh, difficult to find like topics and like mm. to find the person to uh, be interviewed and stuff. 
So yeah, it's just it's just a fun thing that we uh, like to do, like to channel our interests in different topics, other topics that um, than our work, you know. So yeah, it's just a platform for us, like mm. to have fun mm. in like more serious ways. Mm. <laughs> mm. I like the episode on mental health. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I okay. love it. Um, okay, so you so you listen to it. Yeah, great, yeah, I think great. great. Okay. Um, so you can so you can hear about the like, the quality of the sound and stuff. No, there's no True. problem. The sound is perfect. Really bad, right? uh, no, mm. um, thank you. Brought a good uh, point there. Mental health it's very popular. Everyone's mm. talking about it. And um, so they are your coworkers. Am I correct? Um, they are not. Oh, they're not. They're not. They're actually just uh, we're just a group of friends uh, that met. I don't know, maybe by accident or <laughs> just just our public health circle, you know, we oh. just um, knew each other and um, yeah, they, they're not my co-workers, they're mm. just like a group of friends and we just got back from uh, our master's study and then mm. uh, we thought, why not we start like a circle of like <clears throat> friends just to channel our uh, interest in other health development topics mm. Mm. and start a discussion mm. and mm. discourse about it. Yeah, so yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry, it's not just a podcast. Is it? It's an organization. It's a community. It's a community. Yeah. yeah. So we used to uh, meet offline as well, like to have this this uh, discussion in person, mm. together like young uh, young young health professionals mm. and. Uh, different areas just to gather together just to mm. get together and like to talk about uh, one specific topic mm. <laughs> but then um, we didn't have time anymore so we started like more online discussions to our um, posts on Instagram and podcasts yeah. awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it stand for? Let's <laughs> uh, stands for Lingkar Studi Pembangunan Kesehatan. Lingkar Studi yeah. Pembangunan Kesehatan. That's and awesome. I have a question for you. Why did you start the Why did you start the podcast though? <laughs> hey, I'm the one asking. <laughs> well, why did I start a podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe same as you. Why you start Lesehan to start discourse? Mm-hmm. I love that word. You know, when you talk with people mm-hmm. and you discover more about um, each other and, and the topic and from there you um, can, um, can can share that to others but um, the biggest thing is, is inspiration um, mm-hmm. how people are doing um, their own work in a way that is um, purposeful mm. yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you you're also doing great things because like you you gathered like um, different people from different backgrounds and expertise. I don't know how you met all of them, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm lucky they want to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about our organization where, before we um, wrap up. Franceda, um, how did you? Um, uh, get in touch with uh, Franceda and, and for the listeners, uh, who, who is Franceda? Okay. 
Maybe you can you can explain okay, about transcendent. I'll, I'll, I'll background <laughs> because I um, I was in the class of 2017. Mm-hmm. We did a seminar. Um, we had actually like a case competition, but okay. it, it it wasn't meant to be a competition. So everyone um, submitted their projects in in the five day event, and, mm-hmm. and then they had a winner. I did digital. I wanted to make a content like a YouTube content, mm-hmm. basically, um, because I think um, positive content can can I think um, change the world. Um, and other people were doing entrepreneurship, and other people were doing HR uh, recruiting. But to those who don't know, Franceda was a politician from uh, Flores, who uh, is a Catholic and who had a view to educate Indonesia, right? And um, he studied in in Holland, right? Mm-hmm. In Holland. Um, how about you? What, what, how did you um, get invited? Yeah, so I knew about Franceda from uh, Nindi. Do you know Nindi? Mm, yes. Oh, yeah, so, so she was in, um, I don't know which year was it, 2018, I think. Mm. No, she, she wasn't in the same year as you. No, no. Okay. shout out to Nindi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, kn- I knew about Franceda from Nindi and... Um, I I think I also had this kind of interest to like to get to know about uh, Dutch Indonesia relationship, you know, mm. because uh, I think I never had the chance to like to really uh, to know like um, our shared um, experience or our shared history and all the stuff. So I was really interested in it, like to uh, get to know more about it, and uh, it was pretty interesting too because. Uh, in our year, it was called Innovation Lab, mm. so uh, we had the chance to work with like a non-profit organization. So we had this pro- this organization to work on. Uh, so there was like there were like uh, four of us, two Indonesians and two Dutch, um, and we were working on this um, organization called Kipang Bisa. Yeah, so it's like um, it's a non-profit organization based in Papua, working on education sectors and entrepreneurship and stuff. So um, uh, we were meant to like uh, to help them to develop like strategic planning, what they need to uh, they need to to be done to like improve their organization, to like develop their organizations much better and stuff. So uh, we were working like a consultants mm. um where it, it was like i think five day event as well yeah so um it was it was pretty interesting like to like to interact with um different people even even the indonesians there they were all pretty interesting because uh, uh we were just like different um backgrounds and experience and uh, age group as well so I was like the second youngest, so <laughs> it was pretty interesting. And um, we also uh, during during the event, we also had the chance to talk about our passion. Mm. And I, of course, I I did talk about tuberculosis. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and nice. um, yeah, and um, uh, th- there was like this one Dutch lady. Uh, she talked about. Um, she started conversation about. 
uh, she being a minority in um, in Netherlands. Mm. Uh, she, she's like Muslim and um, working in a low low area. She's a lawyer, so how she gets to make discriminated and all this stuff. And it was really um, it, an interesting discussion because it sparked like um, many other arguments and many other uh, like opinions about. Um, what, what what the definition of discrimination uh, is uh, and uh, all this stuff you know it's really interesting because yeah. it's like uh, I I felt like um, it's it's not really a, a thing that we talk about here in Indonesia like yeah. we, we we tend to avoid this kind of uh, issue is this kind of discussion right yeah. but uh, there they, they're just like openly talking about it and like uh, agree to disagree and all that stuff you know so it's pretty cool and i learned a lot about like, how open they are and how, how um yeah and then so many issues like even discrimination still happen in like netherlands and stuff yeah so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and of course i learned a lot about our shared history like it's really interesting about we went to lingarjati <laughs> uh yeah learn about the what is lingarjati um so it's 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 a place in Cirebon uh, where they did this agreement. Um, I don't remember the year, but I think it's nineteen eighty four something. So yeah, no, no, it's nineteen forty eight. It's nineteen forty eight where they had this agreement to like uh, cease fire um, and uh, agree to like um, withdraw their military people from Indonesia and to like really give the independence to mm. Indonesia and mm. all that stuff yeah so yeah that's the thing I can remember I'm not good in history so <laughs> I hope the the information that I gave is correct <clears throat> I'm sure it is uh, <laughs> great well I think uh, we'll wrap that up um, mm-hmm. Thank Finally, you for yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming down. Thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, where can people find you in social media? What are your social media handles? Uh, I have Twitter account. Uh, it's at Olivia Herlinde, and also have Instagram. I have Facebook, but yeah, I I think I'm mo- most active uh, on my Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. 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 All right. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you so much, Nikki.